Welcome to the Taylor and Jen podcast. Mornings with Taylor and Jen. When one of their team members decided it was too hard or too tricky, they started shouting, you are like a chicken breast, boneless and skinless. It might also mean you're all muscle, which is kind of a compliment. Stop! That's stop. A chicken breast is all muscle. Just stop. Just very low body fat. <laughs> My heart goes out to people in this type of situation because you and I both know that sometimes weird things come out of your mouth. Yeah, sometimes your mouth just moves a little bit faster than your brain. And as soon as the situation's over, you realize, oh, that that wasn't what I needed to say at all. And then you lose sleep over it. Mm-hmm. And it's all... It's just hard because when you're in a live situation, especially when there's a little bit of anxiety... <laughs> You just never know what's going to come out of your mouth. And this actually happened on the Canadian version of Family Feud recently. Uh, A couple people came out for the sudden death round, and this is what happened. All right, no team has reached 300 points, which means we're going to sudden death. Give me Logan. Give me Eve. All right, real simple. There's one question. Only one answer. Whoever gets it, you're playing for $10,000. That's it. Whoever guesses this wins the game. Here we go. Name Popeye's favorite food. Chicken! Show me chicken! Spinach, Jerry. I mean, we're only human, mm-hmm. so there are going to be times when our mouths move faster than our brains do. And sometimes it gets you in a lot of trouble, like it did for Brian. I worked at Best Buy back when I was younger, and I was we, me and my partner was delivering a small 13-inch TV to one of the nice, nice apartments in West Des Moines. Took it in there, took it out of the box. I grabbed the box, turned around, and I hit this big, tall bottle. This bottle must have been about three foot tall. Broke it. Oh, white carpet. Oh, oh, and I'm like, I'm so sorry, ma'am. I'm so sorry. We'll take care of it. Best buy, I'll clean the carpet and everything. She goes, Oh, that's okay. She goes, It was a gift from the Pope from my late husband for him in Rome. I'm like, Oh, that's so horrible. Brian, I didn't mean to. We're we're leaving, and I looked at the lady and I said, Well. Have a good day, ma'am. <laughs> and I'm thinking, what did I just say? <laughs> and she turned around and told me, she goes, no, sweetie, you have a better day. <laughs> we had the worst day of our life. The truck broke down. Our appliances <laughs> broke on the truck. We t- it went from bad to catastrophic. <laughs> to this day, I never say that unless I mean it to somebody. You have a better day because I know what that means now. <laughs> Hey, Katie, has your mouth ever moved faster than your brain? So my mother, her boss was retiring and moving away. So she came over to visit before she left. And she brought a gift for everyone, including myself. And at the time, I was not really a person who wore a lot of jewelry. And she bought me this very grand, let's say, necklace. Oh. And she was so excited and so proud. And she looked at me a few minutes after giving it to me. And she said, so do you think you'll wear it? And I panicked because I'm like, what do I do? I'm not supposed to lie. So I'm never going to wear this thing. So I sit there, I stare at her, and I go, you never know. <laughs> and the look of horror that came over my mother's face and confusion that came over her face, that phrase has taken on a new meaning in my home. Everyone's all, well, we'll you never know. Have you ever worn it? I 
I've actually ended up wearing it and loving it. Now I have all kinds of jewelry. Oh! So, so you never know. You never know. You never know. Hey, Jerry, do you have a story about your mouth moving faster than your brain? Oh, I've got several. I have a frequent case of open mouth insert feet. <laughs> um, back in the eighth grade in a spelling contest, I misspelled the word dumb. Oh! <laughs> I spelled dumb the word uh, D-U-M. D-U-M dumb. <laughs> yeah, I never lived it down. <laughs> That's so good. I didn't think so at the time. <laughs> I mean, if you get most of the people back into the vehicle, isn't that good enough? That's a passing grade. I mean, seriously, 90% of your family gets back in the vehicle. You got an A. We went on a family trip with my grandma and it was my whole family my grandma she's the cutest little old lady ever and we went to washington dc after doing the touring we walked back to our van and our van had been robbed <gasps> somebody had broke into it so we had like stuff all over the ground and everything so so our minds were like not where they needed to yeah. be. picking stuff up and putting stuff away and shoving it back in the van and we get everything back in there, and we pull away, and we're, we're back on the interstate. We're all talking, and my mom's like, you know, hey, mom, and she's talking to her mom, and no one's answering. Oh, no. And we turn around, and we're like, we left Grandma Betty. <laughs> so we go back. We go back. Like, you guys, I'm not even kidding. Maybe an hour later. Sure enough, there's little Grandma Betty no! holding a hair dryer that had fallen out of our van, just standing there waiting for us. She was just like, oh, there you are. Okay, let's get back in, you know. You guys, I found the hair dryer. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Jeffrey, do you have a left-behind story? It was uh, more of a prank. Not very nice, but it was funny at the time. Yeah. There was like six or seven of us. Uh, we were spending the night, and a buddy had a trumpet. So we had a plan that uh, youth pastor just talked about the rapture. So we had buddies come over, and the first guy that fell asleep, I had the other buddies get together. We changed into our other outfit. We left our other outfits on the sleeping <gasps> bag, and we went oh. upstairs. <laughs> My buddy blew the trumpet. <laughs> <laughs> the trump resounds. He was in pure panic. <laughs> he even yelled out, I know I accept it. I know I accept it. No! Okay, Doug, what's your left-behind story? When I was younger and at church, our uh, Sunday school classes were held after church, right? My mom would often take that opportunity to run to the store to get groceries. And so one particular Sunday, Sunday school had ended, and, and so... I was waiting on the steps of the church, and uh, here comes her car down the street. And so I start to stand up and get ready, uh, walking towards her, and I realize uh, she's not slowing down. Oh, no! <laughs> yeah, she goes flying by. Oh, no! Just watch those taillights. <laughs> right? And so I, what do I do? I start to run after no! her, of course. <laughs> and oh, no! Um, I was able to catch up to her at the, no! at the stop sign. Um, she was surprised when I got in the back seat, um, and, uh, because she was in another world. She oh, was yeah. not, uh, See, yeah, you right. didn't like identify, not, uh, you just opened up the door and got in. And she tells a story now that, you know, if she wouldn't have had to wait for another car at the stop sign, she would have got away. But, um, you know. Do you have a left behind story? My mom and dad and I and my little sister were driving home in the winter. It was snowy out and 
all of a sudden I heard something and I look over and my little sister is gone. What? She's not in the car. What? She opened her door and fell out. Luckily, she landed in some snow, but I'm, as we're driving along, I'm like stuttering. I don't know how to say, Mom, Shannon's not in the car anymore. <laughs> she fell out. She's, she left. She's gone. <laughs> she but, left. Uh, <laughs> You kind of like to use them on people yeah. because then they turn and look at you like, what? Sometimes you learn a phrase that completely enriches your use of the English language. My father used to say, uh, kind of in an effort to make sure that you were minding your own business, to each his own, said the farmer as he kissed his cow. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would get me to leave him alone very quickly. <laughs> Yeah, when I say that to people, I kind of get a look like, what? I you <laughs> That's something else. Yes, it is, isn't it? And that's a phrase that you use when you don't know what to say. Well, that's something else. Exactly. <laughs> that's a horse of a different color. <laughs> You have these phrases that enrich your language, yeah. and many times they come from people who are older than you, but sometimes it's just people who live in different places than you. My wife and I went on one of those uh, team-building retreats, and we were paired with a group from India, and they were hilarious. We were on a ropes course, and when one of their team members decided it was too hard or too tricky, they started shouting, you're like a chicken breast, boneless and skinless. <laughs> <laughs> that meant that meant he was a coward. So my wife and I use that all the time now, just because it was so hilarious. That we were not expecting it. I mean, it might also mean you're all muscle, which is kind of a compliment. Stop. That's stop. a chicken breast is all muscle. Just stop. Just very low body fat. Stop. So your dad said some funny things. That's what we're hearing from you. A lot of these start with my dad used to say, yeah, and I love them all. So I'm originally from the Bahamas, and my dad always makes the funniest thing, but I'd be like, Dad, I'm waiting all this time, I'm waiting all this time, and he'd be like, what did the monkey say after he got his tail cut off? It ain't long now. <laughs> <laughs> that, that gets funnier the more I think about it. <laughs> yeah, I guess technically it ain't long now, right? <laughs> it ain't. Patty, did you have a phrase that you grew up hearing? My dad, when I was a little kid, I remember he asked me to do something. I don't even remember what it was. And I said, I can't. And he said, well, my dad said, can't die in the cornfield. <laughs> and so <laughs> I thought that was so strange, but I very much understood what he meant. And I never said I can't. Ever. I don't remember ever saying I can't to him after that. <laughs> no, because can't die in the cornfield. I, I don't. Yeah. I really you don't understand this is a farming it. state. I mean, everybody's calling in with all these farming idioms, and I love it. It's, love all, it. it's all crops and animals here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dr. Heidi, people were opinionated before the pandemic, but it seems like now there's just this extra wedge, and it seems like sometimes the cracks between all of us is growing wider, and I'm finding more and more that I disagree really strongly on things that matter really deeply with people that I love very deeply, and I'm finding it start to impact the way that I view them. What would you say about how to handle those relationships that we know shouldn't be dividing us? I think there's a couple things going on here. First of all, there is very little that we can control now, but we can control our quote unquote research and we can control our opinions. And so what I see and what I find myself doing is we are looking for comfort through 
education and opinions about what's going on. Mm -hmm. And quite frankly, it's a false comfort because we have no idea, Mm -hmm. right? We really don't know what's going on. What we do know is God's in control. If we slow down and remember that we are all in this situation together, all of us are concerned. All of us love our families. Nobody wants anybody to die. But the way that we're managing those emotions and the way that we're living out those values is sometimes very different than the family member next to us who has come to some different conclusions. I find myself unfollowing people on social media that I never thought I would unfollow. And it's because, frankly, their opinion doesn't match mine. They're very loud about it. They're very strident about it. And it upsets me to the point where I just tell myself, okay, I'm going to snooze him for 30 days. Is that wrong? Because it feels to me like I'm just putting up a little bit of a boundary to protect myself. I think that's actually really wise because it's a way that you're protecting your relationship. Eventually, the intensity of this moment will pass and our relationships and people will still be there. As believers, we are called to love and support and encourage each other, even when we have different opinions. I think it's really important sometimes even just to label that and say, hey, look, I have a different opinion than you, but I recognize that we are both operating out of the same value. We both love our families. We both want to be safe. We both want to be wise, even though you're coming to different conclusions, trying to find that common ground with people, or at least to acknowledge that they're coming out of it from an authentic place. No one is believing something that you think is untrue because they know it's untrue. Like we're all honestly trying to figure out what's going on, even if we have different opinions about it. We all do it. Mm -hmm. It's time to drag it out from the shadows and just see it in the sunlight and laugh at it. Nominate yourself for (laughs) Parent of the Year. I um, posted on Facebook, you know how parents do when the school year starts and they dote over their kids and show the first picture of the school year. Well, I posted that they were in first grade and kindergarten and my mother-in-law being the wonderful woman that she is texted me and said, hey, Justin, my oldest, he's in second grade. Oh! (laughs) (laughs) So I went ahead and corrected myself. I followed my pride. You know what? It's okay. Mm -hmm. There is no such thing as the perfect parent. There's no such thing as the perfect child. And so when you put an imperfect parent and an imperfect child together, you get hilarity. And we get to give you awards as this year's Parent of the Year. So when my daughter was about two years old, we were at a McDonald's play place, and my my wife left uh, the two of us alone and unsupervised at the play place. Nice. So... That was mistake number one. But uh, (laughs) my daughter was scared of the the big slide. And, uh, you know, I wanted to be that encouraging dad. So uh, she went down and she was a little bit scared. And and she came out the bottom of the tube slide. And I picked her up and I I threw her into the air, you know, just in exuberance. Um, What I failed to notice was the metal bar that was above us in the play place. I threw her right into it. And... Of course, she starts screaming. My wife comes out from the the restroom and sees me holding our screaming daughter in the play place. The whole, you know, there's mothers coming over to make sure she's okay. And no, she was okay. She was fine. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I startled. I, she didn't yeah. expect her dad to throw her into a metal bar. But who among us does? Yeah, no, it's not not a standard parenting move. No. <laughs> What did we do to confess our parenting mistakes and get other people to laugh and commiserate with us before Facebook and social media? 
Well, we called our radio station mm-hmm. and we told them, guess what I did so that everybody could laugh. So we want to hear what you did <laughs> so we can bestow upon you the very prestigious Parent, Parent of, of the, the Year Award. One Sunday after worship, uh, we left one of our children at church. <laughs> okay. We only have three children. <laughs> I remember one family had six children and another family had seven children. And sometimes they forgot theirs, you know, and I could understand that. But, you know, I was a little judgmental, you know. (laughs) Not anymore. Not anymore. God can humble us. Yes, he can. They know a lot about us. Mm -hmm. I mean, Facebook and companies and social media. And so when they invite you to something... You'd think it would be spot on. But sometimes they just get it wrong. In the same week, like two days apart, I got mail with coupons for formula and diapers. Okay. And two days later, got an invitation to join AARP. (laughs) (laughs) Just, we're going to cover all the bases here. Somebody's going to get what they need out of this. And yet she doesn't need either. Oh, I was like early 40s at the time. I was like, wait a minute. Maybe with the, the AARP, they're like, you'll grow into it. Just just set it aside for a while. And the formula people are like, you never know. <laughs> if you've been invited somewhere that you weren't entirely sure you belonged, let us know. Somebody called us like on the landline and talked to me about an activity center that was coming to the West area, and they, they were looking for founding members to participate. I mean, I was kind of excited. Wow. Well, it was never really stated that it was like Deerfield, and it was senior, and it was live-in. <laughs> so it's lovely, too. And I you could look over and say, it's a lovely facility, and I could take my grandma there. But I almost became a founding member. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Honestly, I think I'm on every list of every senior center in the metro area now. But they might even be waiting for me. And if they are, I think it's fabulous because they were so wonderful on the phone. I thought, if I had anybody older that needed assistance, man, we have a lot of good choices. I mean, it's really nice to be included. Yeah. But sometimes you get invited to something that kind of misses the mark. When I was 15, I got an invitation to join the Cremation Society. (laughs) They have a society? (laughs) Yes. It was disturbing. And I thought, we know we're all going to die, but let's. You know, come on. There's a club? (laughs) What do you do at the meetings? I don't know. And then I got another one about five years later, just as disturbing but more real at that point, because you're not getting any younger. But stop inviting me. Please, I don't want to be in your club. (laughs) Chuck, have you ever been invited someplace strange? Yep. To coffee and tea at a funeral home. <laughs> what? Oh. What? Yep. Pre-need. <laughs> <laughs> Pre-need. You're going to be a customer eventually. <laughs> they always are. This has been the Taylor and Jen Podcast. You can hear more from Taylor and Jen weekday mornings online at Life1071.com or on the Life1071 app.